All right, welcome to TLDR issue one. I am your host, Backcracker Dr. Joe, and this handsome bastard over to my side here, Fry Guy, Nick, my man, how you doing? God, Doc, I'm so excited. I've been waiting for this for, we've been talking about this for months now, or at least over a month, right? A little a little over a month now. I was thinking about this, and I, I was going to say, I wanted to mention that you're a goddamn saint, because I've been an absolute pain in the balls. Uh, <laughs> Not know, at all. Come every on. Day, every day. Like, oh, maybe we should do this. What do you think about this? And uh, <laughs> No, it's good. I want, I'm glad you're excited about this. I'm, I've been dying to do something like this because Wes, yeah. you know, Wes doesn't like to read comics much. Goo can't read. Mac <laughs> thinks books are for nerds. So, you know, it's just me and you, bud, against the world. Hey, fucking hey. We, we got to take that comic uh, Infinity Stone and really, really bring it up with the uh, the big boys here. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because Dale, because yeah, Dale, uh, Keith and Davey, <laughs> Keith always reads the trades, and Davey reads stuff too. But I think he kind of waits a little bit. So you and I, I think, are the only ones that have ongoing pull lists at all times. Yeah, and uh, and I don't know about you, but my comic shop's been closed. It was closed, you know, for the pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, but they're also doing um, renovations, and so I haven't been so I haven't been able to go into the store and and talk. With my guys about comic books, mm-hmm. ages, and that was you know so much part of my routine. I'd be at the office on Wednesdays. I'd take my lunch break, walk to the store, get my books, talk, and then get you know get home and read them. And uh, so just jonesing to talk about comics uh, is great. And uh, I'm glad that this uh, came together. Yeah, me too. And my place has been open, but the guy who I kind of go to a smaller chain in southeastern New England, the, the Toy Vault, and the guy who got me, you know, who, who took care of me there has kind of moved up the ranks. So I don't have that same person that I always want to talk to about this stuff. I do the reviews and everything, and I'm doing wrong. I love doing that. But at the same time, I just don't get it's, – it's different being able to talk about it with somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. – this is this is this is going to be a lot of fun, and you know, I I had a vacation planned earlier, so we would have jump started this earlier. But uh, I'm glad that we're here. I'm glad we get to do this, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely. So you ready to? So enough of the, the 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 intros and all that crap. Are you ready to actually talk about this stuff? I am. I am. I'm very excited. So um, why don't you start first uh, with what's new this week? Yeah, absolutely. So a lot, obviously. Comics are back to normal. There was that, that big pause and everything, but they've been back to normal a little bit while. The three things that are on my pull list that I actually reviewed for Geeks Worldwide this week are Undiscovered Country 7, DC's Dead Planet 2, and this one's a mouthful, Dark Knight's Death Metal, Legends of the Dark Knights, issue one. <laughs> so, and, and I believe that's just a one-off. I know they have a couple of sub-things that they're going to be doing, but uh, which is what Scott Snyder did with DC dark knights god it's just so confusing with it yeah. with metal there's a death metal and then there's a the metal obviously the one they're attached to one another but you i know you're big into indie comics and everything and the smaller yeah. publishers we're, we're gonna be talking about dc and marvel quite a bit on this show but yeah. image comics i have a soft spot for yeah. for sure and undiscovered country is a scott snyder book and yeah. this is one i've been trying to get keith and davy to read for a little while. I told him right when it came out, it looked awesome. As soon as I read that first issue, I knew. I mean, it's Scott Snyder won. And then after reading that first issue, I knew this is going to be a banger. And it, and it yeah. has been. It has not disappointed. And there are twists and turns along the way. And we're, we're going to figure out how we're going to venture through spoilers throughout all this. I right. try to be careful when it comes to the comics because I know some people with movies, it's okay because, hey, you know, we like the action and all the in-between. But with comics... Part of what you want, what, the reason you're reading it is because you want to, 
you know, go through the surprise and all the different emotions. But I feel like every issue of Undiscovered Country, Doc, you get a little surprise and there's action, but that's not what I'm there for with this. It's not what any reader is going to be there for with that. And that's the and that's the beauty with indie comics, right? Is is we're so used to, or I shouldn't say we, but a lot of people are used to. You know, when you read Marvel and you read DC, you're getting action, you're getting superheroes, and the stories may change, and new characters may be introduced, and but it's it's basically the same formula. But with indie mm-hmm. comics, there's such a, a a breadth of of characters and stories they could tell, and 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 the paths that they go down, and so. Undiscovered Country is one of those books I, I have pinged. I, I got to mm-hmm. read this series because I didn't uh, jump on it at first, and and I've been dying to kind of get into it. But it, again, things have been hectic. But uh, I believe it w- it either won or it was at least up for an Eisner Award. Yes, um, yes. along with uh, one of my other favorite books, Middle West, uh, mm-hmm. which is I'll, I will definitely talk about that on this show at some point. But um, yeah, but you, you, you want to get on that because the first trade is out. So you can yeah. get on that and then kind of catch up because I know when you were on the Bright Side Chat podcast uh, on Wednesday, you said how with Saga, you yeah. have been kind of hesitant to get into that. Now, I've only read the first trade for that, right. but I understand that how daunting it can be. And I know with Scott Snyder, he expects this to go on for a while. And yeah. I think it's been successful with sales and everything. So I would get on that train as soon as yeah, possible. Yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna, gonna to have to do that for sure because uh, that's just one that – it just pops up everywhere. Undiscovered country, undiscovered country, undiscovered country. You got to you got to read that for sure. And I saw what speaking of the, the best new issues or, or or best new stories, I think it was best new book whatever. I think I saw Once in Future, which Oh, you, tremendous. Absolutely yes. tremendous. So I will, uh, maybe I'll do that in an upcoming episode uh, or issue I should say uh soon because I know you said you haven't read it yet. So I would love to mm-hmm. talk to you uh, and talk to everyone else about it because it's uh uh, it's a it's a great it's got some really good action. It's uh, King Arthur, you know. Uh, I wouldn't say King Arthur based, but it, re- it revolves around that story, and uh, okay, it, it is it's pretty freaking good. Yeah, and I'm, I've I've been th- I think Dan Mora's the artist on that too, and yep. I love his stuff with the Power yep. Rangers too, and yep. all the little th- he's been turning all the Bat Family into Power Rangers on Twitter recently, and I love that stuff. <laughs> oh, I gotta check that he, out. That's he's awesome. awesome. Great follow on Twitter. Now, yeah. ha- are you in on either of the two DC events that I touched on, Dark Knight's Death Metal or uh, DC's Dead Planet? Have you been reading either of those? No. So I haven't got on any of the big events uh, this summer. I was on all of them last year, like okay. last summer. Um, but uh, I got a little burnt out. And then, you know, with, with everything that's been going on, I've been mm. very selective about what I've been pulling on my list because I don't want to have a thousand things on my pull list and then have no way of reading them. So. Um, I read a lot of the stuff leading up to it, but I never read any of the uh, of the metal stuff before. And I did read um, uh, the Batman Who Laughs, uh, oh. which was oh. awesome. But I had to read it in the middle oh. of the day because Nick, I'm a, a, a I'm a bit of a a Nance, and so when I'd read it at night, it would and I couldn't sleep. And uh, there's something about the Batman Who Laughs that just freaks me the f- out. And, really? Uh, oh, I mean, yeah, I understand it's, that. It's, it's freaky as hell. Yeah. So, um, but I did enjoy that a ton, and I'm almost done through. Um, not that it's related to, but um, uh, what's the Scott Snyder? The, the recent run he did. Um, um, oh shit, snacks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it'll come back to me. Uh, okay. Um, but anyways, uh, but well, I, I, with, I read with, some of that stuff, but but not not all the metal doesn't he kind of remind you it just hit me during this the the death metal event doesn't he kind of remind you of the mouth of sauron 
yeah. from the extended yeah. of Lord of the Rings. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just is, I can't do it. I can't read that shit at night. It, it, it screws me up. <laughs> just a, you know, another callback to our heated debate over on Change My Mind with Billy D and, and my guy Wes. Which we won. Which we won. It's, which we won. Very important to note. But that run, that miniseries, I think it was six issues and then it got bumped to seven. Yeah. Uh, that Batman Who Laughs miniseries. Yeah. The Grim Knight, though. The, uh, what was oh. it? Tom McFarlane is making a toy for that. I'm. I think I'm gonna have to get oh, that. And they just I, I, got the Sean Murphy Batman, which we'll talk about the White Knight at some point. Yes, and I'm probably will. gonna get the Thomas Wayne one. And it's like I, I got three freaking Batmans, but I can't help it. Those are all my favorite Batmans I've ever seen. The White Knight. Uh, that story was one of my favorite Batman stories because it was so unique and mm-hmm. and not like any you know. So fuck Nick. We could we could do this all GD night. <laughs> Well, as a quick tease to what we're going to, to our main topic, which we'll get to very shortly, I said that I'm going to be reading. I'm going to be talking about a Constantine book. The guy who wrote Batman White Knight was the artist on this Constantine book. So maybe some people will be able to figure it out before we talk about it. Uh, but DC's Dead Planet. Now, uh, the the second issue was great. Reviewed it this week. Yeah. More importantly, though. If I can share my screen properly, I have uh, I got the images for DC's Dead Planet Three, the the cover, and I tweeted that out. You guys can find that out over there. But and I've also posted on the hashtag Dork Shared Gooniverse Facebook page. So we got a little look at what this is. Now this is obviously not this is not Bruce Wayne. This is Damian Wayne. We've learned that in the first issue. Obviously Bruce ran into some trouble with the anti-life virus, but you know things happen. Yeah. But Doc, you have not read this yet, but. This is a book that's getting, you know, pretty heavy Constantine and got some other ones, some other interesting Red Hood's involved in it as well. Are you thinking about getting in on it at all? Well, I might. So I read I read the the deceased run uh, back in the fall uh, Mm. and it was great. And it it was just one of those things where I get a little picky and choosy about what I'm going to put on my pull lists. And, you know, it it gets to a point where my pull list gets so fat. I got to I got to pare it down a bit. So, um Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I I didn't pick that up, but uh, I'll definitely have to check that out because the DC's run was great. Did you read the Unkillables miniseries? It was a three-issue series. No, no, I missed that one. That one was okay. Um, yeah. I, I like the story, but when it comes to so when it comes to the indie comics, the story is what's going to get me in more than anything. Obviously, I care about the art and whatnot, and that will draw me in easily too. But yeah. when it comes to DC and Marvel, that art needs to kick ass because, like you said, with the characters, you can they go through cycles with the stories and, and it's like, you would expect something to come to an end here, but at the same time, you don't want to, cause you love the characters. Right. So they don't, then it's like, it, it gets annoying. Like I've been having trouble with red hood recently. I'm yeah. kind of glad Scott Lobdell is, is walking away from the title, but with, with the unkillables, as much as it was red hood and Deathstroke, the art, not my favorite at all. Yeah. This though, what we got going here, Tom Taylor um, is the writer for this. Excellent. Mm. I don't know if it's yeah. the same guy from deceased, but, um, but I recommend I that remember. for sure. Oh, Dude, nice. Um, now you got one of your guys coming out this week too, or came out this week, excuse me, from IDW, right? I did. Usagi Ojimbo, my guy, probably a (laughs) Mount Rushmore, uh, a Mount Rushmore story for me or, or, or just in general, Usagi Ojimbo, uh, written by Stan Sakai. So I'm very, very late to the party on this because, uh, he's been writing this for 20, 30 years and, before the past year, year and a half, the only recollection of Yusagi Ojimbo I had was my um, Ninja Turtle action figure, right? Because mm-hmm. he was in the Ninja Turtle cartoon show. Mm-hmm. And um, and so when this uh, series was announced, uh, mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to grab it because it's typically been just black and white and this was in color. And I mean, I absolutely love it. And I could talk 
all night about uh, Usagi Ojimbo, but I'm going to save that. It's a little tease. I'm going to I'm going to save oh. that. Um, but... Well, let me ask you this question then: Does it offend you that Goo, who is like the TMNT guy, 100, <laughs> right? He has all the toys and everything, yep. but he doesn't have any Usagi Ojimbo stuff. Does that bother you? Well, it doesn't bother me. He might not be as educated as he should be. Mm, okay. uh, That's what I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. Controversy. <laughs> uh, but if he could find an action figure, that'd be pretty sweet to add to the Goodio. Um, but yeah, this this run that it's been on um, is, is, is Stan Sakai tells such a great story. And he weaves in uh, you just uh, – it's, it's hard to really – talk quickly yeah, will but, you save it for your tease well you yeah. teased right yeah we'll get but to it I, then. I, I would highly recommend this series it's it's been great so far okay because that's issue 11 this week yep now now okay so those are the ones that we read this week that that are new issues i have deadpool 6 as well but i have not looked at it over yet because i was preparing for this episode <laughs> i wanted to make sure i reread the trade that i'm going to be talking yep. about but before we get to mine you have an ongoing series that you wanted to tell me about that i have not been reading I do. So uh, the series that uh, uh, the, in the book that I've chosen for uh, tonight's issue uh, is Chip Zdarsky's Daredevil. Ooh, right got here. it. Got it and at the ready. So, Look at you. Got it at the ready. So written by Ch- uh, Zdarsky, um, drawn by um, uh, Chiquetto. I can't pronounce his name. And the inks by Go. And this, I picked this. This is issue number five. I love that cover. Right, this cover mm-hmm. is the art on it is 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 gorgeous, and it perfectly enca- perfectly encapsulates what uh, this this series is about. And so, this this current run by Zadarsky, I think it's currently on issue twenty one or twenty two, um, but there are a couple of trades out. Um, one in trade volume one and trade volume two are out, so those will be good ways to catch up. But. Um, this is one of the first books I had taken a pretty good hiatus from comic books um, mm-hmm. and uh, had gotten back on uh, a, a couple years ago. And this is one of the first books uh, that I really like. This is a must read every month. It comes out, it goes to the top of the stack. I read it. It's, you know, and I wasn't a big daredevil guy uh, growing really? up. Yeah. I don't know what it was. I was, I was a big X-Men guy, a big Spider-Man guy. Um, but like daredevil was just sort of, yeah, I know of daredevil. Oh yeah. He's pretty cool. And it was sort of the, um, uh, this comic book and, and then the Netflix show that really was like, Oh yeah, there's something there. So this particular run by Zdarsky is the best thing going right now for me. It, it, he, he, he's, he writes daredevil in, in, in all the characters. Really. He gives those characters such depth and 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 the ups and the downs um uh, of daredevil and fisk um it's just just tremendous like is it a lot of those two is that primary focus around king it's, it's it's well it's a lot of those two right um and and in this you know fisk is the mayor and 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 they butt heads but it's not about daredevil against fisk right so it's almost like you've got two story arcs that are going on separately, but they, they, they come together at moments and the way that Zadarsky tears these characters down so that you get to see their rebirth and build them back up um, is, I mean, it's absolutely tremendous. And, 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 and the, I mean, we all know that uh, Daredevil has a lot of inner struggle, but in this series, I mean, it, it's raw and it takes, it takes, I think the character to a place that, you know, he hasn't been before. And, 
And the same thing with Fisk, because when you think of the kingpin, you right, mm. and uh, you see him broken down, unlike anything uh, you have ever seen from that character. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's it's oh. it's, it's good shit. And so, um, yeah, all, all the things that go on there. There's uh, Detective Cole. He's a he's a detective that's 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 brought in, and and and, and even his um, struggle in this book you know one of the detectives is is fascinating and you, you combine that with the artwork and uh I, I i can't recommend this book enough it is absolutely tremendous okay so my first question and you kind of answered it a little bit but I, I think i need a little yeah. more how is he differ from because i think most people that you know we have some people that listen to the show that are readers but then there are a lot more of us who have watched the series on netflix how does this? How does Zdarsky's interpretation of Daredevil differ from how Charlie Cox portrayed him on a Netflix series? Well, it's it's interesting because I think he borrows from that a little bit, you know. So the, the you know when you watch Daredevil and you see his character, he, he he has a lot of inner struggle and this you know this right and wrong and good and what I should do and what I shouldn't do and how far should I take you know, should I take this kind of thing? And Zadarsky takes that and, and sort of, you know, as uh, Guy Fieri would say, kick it up a notch, you know? And, uh, and, and, and so it's very similar. The tones are very similar. The, the action is, is very similar. Um, okay. So, think- is, so then I, my big, my big issue with, I like Charlie Cox's interpretation. Yep. Don't get me wrong. But my issue, and I actually liked Daredevil a lot as a kid, but I think I had this false interpretation that he was more of a badass um, than I thought he was. Like, don't get me wrong, he is a badass. But there are times where his inner struggle turns like weepy. Yep. And that is a little bit too much for me. I don't I don't like it when he goes that far because I don't know why I just had this different view of him. Does he go to that level in Zanarski's interpretation? He doesn't go. He doesn't go weepy. He's not. He doesn't go emo on this. It's okay. a matter of. Hmm. It's just a simple matter of: Do I give it up or not? Can I be uh, Matt Murdock and Daredevil? Mm-hmm. And you know, a big part of this book is him throwing away his identity. You know, he tries to just be Matt Murdock and nothing else. And so you see this roller coaster uh, of you know. Him, him having that struggle back and forth and, and will he, won't he? And, and you know, that anticipation um, of will he become daredevil again, you know? Um, and when he does, how far is he willing to go? Is he going to show restraint or is he just going to go, you know, balls to the wall and, and, and be full out daredevil? So it's it's this great ride and, and, and you get the first, the first several books of this trade – Really, really rocket ship, you know, right up. And then I wouldn't say it, it lulls or it flatlines, but the story it tells is a little more, you know, it, I don't want to say less actiony or anything like that, but it, it you get more of an interpersonal and a uh, you know relationship between him and some of the other characters, and then it boom rockets back up again. So the lulls by no means are lulls in this book. It's this waiting period, and then. Boom! It takes off again, and it's and it's not reliant on the action. I mean, that that's the true test right there. Yeah. That's the big thing with indie comics is they don't yeah. they have action, but they don't necessarily need to rely on it. Whereas I think with some of the the DC or Marvel stories, you tend to run as like well, if you right. don't have action, 
then the story, it, the stories are sometimes are not so great. They need to, you know, they're not there. And that's what's great with Zdarsky because he's he's written for a bunch of indie publishers, right? And so he's he's this big crossover, you know, writer, and he's 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 just fantastic. Um, so I would always, I would recommend anything that he writes. Um, mm -hmm. But he's just done an absolutely fantastic um, job with this uh, with this book. So you mentioned Fisk, you mentioned Daredevil, you mentioned the officer that's involved in this. Who I'm, you know, I, yep. I imagine he's just for the story. Yep. Detective Cole. Yep. Are there any other Marvel characters that we get mixed in um, yep. in this? I mean, there are 22 issues so far. Yeah. So you get a little Punisher. You know, Punisher's got a little Ooh. bit of a cameo. I wish you were able to wear a Punisher hat. Little, 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 <laughs> a little cameo. You get some of the Daredevil uh, rogues gallery. Um, there's a lot of crime boss um, okay. you know, uh, you know, element to this a lot, you know, and, and, and people trying to, you know, other crime bosses trying to take over hell's kitchen, uh, which is great. And so, you know, the owl and, uh, and, and, and some of these other characters and, you know, you get Electra is, is in there for, for a bit. Right. And she's, she's great in this book because she's basically like snap the fuck out, you know, and, you know, and, and, uh, there is in this book in particular issue number five, this book in particular, this, this has a jaw-dropping moment in it where you're reading along and, and you're starting to see the, the breakdown um, of Daredevil and you flip the page and you see – and your jaw just fucking drops. I don't want to give it away because mm -hmm. it's uh, – uh, he actually – the same character just made a cameo in the last issue. Uh, so it, almost 20 issues go by before mm -hmm. he kind of comes back and, and you just go, what the shit? Did I just see and, and and read? And it's absolutely great. And so, wow, uh, yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. I gotta say, Doc, you've sold me on this one. I like this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. seriously. Well, yeah. I, the other thing too, you bring up Electra. I remember I was at Rhode Island Comic Con a couple years ago, and I was like, I, I think it, the season two had just come out. I was like, I gotta try and find some Electra stuff because, whew, I forget the actress's name that um that portrays her in, in the Netflix series, but damn. Yeah. I was in love with her and she was, I know she was all kinds of crazy, but I didn't care. She was my type of woman. And, um, I wanted to find some, I got to find some stuff to read about her and maybe we'll talk about it on here. Cause and she if I remember awesome. correctly, her and daredevil, they, uh, they, they might bump some uglies. I can't remember. I think oh, oh, oh yeah. You think maybe in the, at, uh, at Fogwell's gym, I should probably should have worn my Fogwell's gym shirt. Tonight, actually. <laughs> I think they smush, but uh, I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. You, you might be right about that. <laughs> oh man. So is yeah. there, um, so you'd say this is like this is a this sounds like a dark book to me. Yeah, it's it's heavy, right? Mm, uh, but may, may, maybe heavy is a little strong. But it, it's it to me, it's got some of that Christopher Nolan Batman tone to it. You know, where there's not a lot of bright color. You're not going to expect a lot of bright colors in a Batman book, anyways. But it's just it's real. Uh, it's 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 complex and it's it's just got some good dark tones to it. Okay. There's very few feel good moments, um, but it still tells such a such a great story. All right, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to get this and report back to you at some point. <laughs> well, that's the point, right? I yeah. read something that you haven't read. Uh, try and sell you on it. Try and sell the people um, that are watching, you know, mm -hmm. into the book, and, and hopefully we spark uh, you know we spark some new readership, right? And, yeah. and, and get people as interested in these books as that we've become. Exactly. So I have, so the book that I have planned for you that I'm going to try and sell you on, I have tried to sell Keith on this constantly, constantly when I'm at the station. And, uh, 
honestly, anybody that asks me, you know, something to read, whatever, this is the one book I always tell them because people like Constantine, people know Constantine a little bit, but I just think anybody who likes horror a little bit, mm-hmm. this is for you. But it's not, it's, it's scary, but it's not too scary. Right. But at the same time, it's like shit sometimes. So I, I, I really like this one. And that's John Constantine Hellblazer, City of Demons. This is a five-issue series. Um, so it's – and I got it for – it's what, fourteen ninety nine. I think I actually got this at Midtown Comics in New York. I was with my brother. Oh, nice. um, but this is written by Cy, Cy Spencer, and uh, Sean Murphy was the artist on this. And uh, just to show you guys a couple of the other covers too, I think this is issues two and three. The cover is issue one. Can oh, you see that? Nice. Okay, Doc. Yeah, yeah. So um, – and also, the, I know you didn't mention the the colorist beforehand, but in oh, some cases, no, it's okay. In some cases, like, I know when I write a review, I mentioned the colorist and the letterer, but not to take away from what they do, but sometimes they're less impactful than others or, or less impactful yeah. on the stories. But I think Dave Stewart is worth mentioning here as the colorist because he has a huge impact on how I feel when I'm reading certain things. And I, upon reread, I really noticed it because there's at one point, and this is early on, this isn't really a spoiler where Constantine dies. I mean, that's not the first time that's ever happened to him, and it's right. not, certainly not going to be the last. But where he dies, and then I notice the, his skin tone and then his hair color are the same. But if you look, it's kind of hard to see probably through the computer. Actually, no, you can yeah. see it. How, a bit, yeah. you know, it's normal blonde and then his normal you know, pale English skin color. Yeah. But then it's all pale, his hair included at one point when he's dead. Yeah. But this is – Dark, like I said, it's dark as hell. Constantine self-contained. That's the other thing too. I, I think a lot of where you talk about saga before, people get worried where oh, I'm going to get in on this, but is it going to be long? Is it going to be daunting? And then there are other people who want a good story. They don't care how long it is. Right. This is the epitome of quick, efficient, awesome. But it's when I say quick, it's because it's five issues. At the right. same time, I breezed through this today because I've read it before. I remembered a lot of certain, a lot of the elements to it. But right. I remember reading it, and I was like, "There's a lot to this." Yeah. At the same time, Doc, I could not put this book down yeah. when I first got it. And you guys can see as I'm holding it, it's not the thickest book in the world. But I, um, I love the and look, it's just, it's just Constantine. You know, there's, there's another character, Mary, who's a nurse that's brought into all this, and you deal with a couple of, of evil doctors who are trying to take over England and raise hell and all that stuff. And they look, there are, there are um, tropes that you'll see in horror or in Constantine type stuff. But what I love about him is I'm not always a big fan of inner monologue, but with Constantine, I like it because he's just, it feels so real, especially when Spencer's writing it. Whereas just to fall back on Red Hood, cause he's my favorite character. When, when Lobdell's writing him, I just feel like it's, generic whatever you know i'm red hood and that's artemis and that's bizarro and we're the outlaws like no i don't give a shit about that like narration (laughs) needs to be done right and with constantine i mean it's it's uh, i'll look at some of the first couple pages um this place used to be a real dive wall-to-wall sky tv karaoke on a friday and any choice of weapon or drug sold over the bar and and that's not the bar we're going to see right now it's what it used to be so it's he's painting the picture through constantine and he is constantine is real as hell as much as he's a con man i believe pretty much everything that he's saying because he's talking to us himself so i that's why i love that character so much and this story is i recommend it to everybody who likes comics and if you're just looking to get in this would be one of the ones i would recommend to people looking to get started Awesome. So, you know, growing up, I was uh, mostly a Marvel guy. 
and you know obviously batman superman justice league and so i was never into you know any of the sort of secondary or tertiary characters that dc had and then i kind of fell off comics and i got back in and it was marvel and i got into dc and a lot of indie stuff again so i have zero knowledge really of constantine outside of uh kanunu uh and the movie that he put out uh you know several <laughs> years ago uh, <laughs> and um and this then guy. And this guy and then sort of uh dc put out the animated movie which i should probably watch uh they have yet um uh, Justice League uh, Dark, right? Mm-hmm. right? Justice League Dark, and then there's yeah. Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, which Wes and I actually did review over on Change My Mind. Very much worth your time. I love the DC animated movies; they're awesome. So maybe, so maybe for me and and those that are watching that that are less familiar with Constantine, to sort of what's a quick uh, uh, background of the character and 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 what he's about. Okay, so sorry, I got caught up in the, the dork <laughs> compliment. And also, Briggs, I saw this. We're not, I'm not giving anything away. Trust me. Don't worry. That was the first page <laughs> what I was reading from. I promise you. So, um, Constantine, see, now, it's funny. Speaking of dork, I remember uh, they were talking, there was a draft or something they were talking about, I think, being prepared for an apocalypse and you want to have Constantine on your side. There are two Constantines, I think, that we've seen in, in writing, at least. And then there's Keanu Reeves, which is a little bit different. I don't hate it. But it's just – it's not the Constantine I love. I enjoyed that movie, but it's just yeah. not necessarily the same. There's a little more depth to the character. In the DC – the DC-defied version, because I know Vertical is part of DC, but there's still right. a difference. When he when he's in that world with all the tights and everything, he's just – like you can see a little more vividly how there's like the good guy inside him, and he wants to do – what he, in the end, it's like, oh, I don't want to do this, but it's like, all right, some people say, like, oh, good things about you, you're awesome, John, this, that, whatever. I know you're hiding something deep down, like you have these feelings. And then you kind of see it. And then he's yeah. like, yeah, you're right, fine, whatever. And <laughs> I don't hate that Constantine, but the real good Constantine is when, like, now the ongoing series of John Constantine Hellblazer is yeah. awesome. We're getting back to that. And, and in this issue, too, it's I'm doing what's right because I've been thrust into this bullshit and I have to get myself out of it. And sometimes I may or may not be responsible for what's going on, whether it's directly or indirectly. So I kind of feel like I have to clean up this mess. Otherwise more bullshit's going to come along. Right, right. And that's why I like him. Cause it's like you say like there's antiheroes, right? Who, and I think, I think with some antiheroes, they're very close to what we want heroes to be or what we think right. we would want to be. Constantine, I think is what is like the, definition of the of what a real anti-hero is because it's just like i, I really don't want to do what's right it's just like or i don't care about do, doing what's right i'm not gonna do what's bad but it's like i kind of i'm just in this situation so i kind of have to do it right there's so. gonna be more paperwork to do if i don't do anything exactly. I, you know <laughs> that's exactly it that is that is the perfect anti-hero and that's why i love him and look he uses his powers and everything sometimes more than others again in dc i feel like he uses powers more than other others um but in this story right here, I wouldn't say he, he goes all out with him, but you see him flash a little bit. But his, his, his mind is his greatest weapon, like Batman kind of. Nice. So when you say it like horror, just those mm-hmm. typical you know horror tropes or uh, you know what is it about it? There is some uh, – well, and that's, and that's why Sean Murphy and uh, Dave Stewart are so important in this because Sean Murphy has that gritty – kind of style to his writing obviously most people have seen it in batman white knight and i then that's where that's why that one of the reasons why that's my favorite batman um yeah the other thing is too like there's just there's there's violence in this there's quite a bit of violence and they do not hold back with how far they go with it and how 
deranged some of the people are in this story. So there's just like it's just kind of simple on, on that and that alone. It's just, and then there are your twists and turns along the way that you kind of deal with too, but uh, that'll shock you. But I would say just on the violence alone, and, and that's usually what's going to happen with Constantine. He he, yeah. he he deals with violent shit, and then it's like it gets rough. It, it nice. they don't hold back. Okay, and so then the second question I have about Constantine is the the the, the concept of Justice League Dark. So is it, you know, I I, th I believe Constantine has been in in several stories part of a faction, right? Mm -hmm. So is is that correct? Yeah, in the and then and when you look at the animated version, it's what it's him, Zatanna, Dead Man. There's some, I think there's somebody else I'm missing, but then and then Batman's involved in that one. Justice yeah. League Dark Apocalypse War. I think the reason that they label it as Justice League Dark is because you see, oh Etrigan, that's that's who, the, who I was missing. You see, but in in Apocalypse War, you see more Etrigan, you see more Constantine, and they're mixed in with everybody else. And obviously Zatanna plays a prominent role in all of it too. So I think that's kind of why they do that. But he, generally speaking, doesn't want to deal with them. If yeah. he doesn't have to, he just doesn't like the supers. It's just, you know, that's why I say the tights. I believe he calls them, you know, the tights here and there, or at least he alludes to those. It's kind of like Batman in that regard. Like, uh, I guess, right. You guys need me to figure this shit out. I'll, okay. Whatever. But stay out of my way. Yeah. Kind even of. more so with him though. Even more. So. He really gotcha. just like, it, it, like Zatanna brings him in sometimes because he, him and her have a thing and yeah. in history and whatnot, depending on yeah. where you are. So, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So then, I guess the last thing I'll ask uh, about this, and you, you mentioned it uh, briefly with this particular book that you chose for today. Uh, what, what, what's maybe another book that would be good uh, to, to 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 get in on uh, Constantine with? Okay, that's a really good question. So there is the ongoing uh, John Constantine Hellblazer that's part of the Sandman universe, which Neil Gaiman is overseeing. Yeah, of course. If Neil Gaiman's overseeing something, I trust him fully. Yeah. Yep. He, um, I believe, this is, and I get confused like this. So this is Cy Spencer, and I think the guy who's writing it now is Spencer Spurrier. I'm like, it's so the names are so close that I just I, I run into issues with. Let me see if I can pull that up for for everybody real quick. Um, but there, he's there are eight issues in, so you can get in on it now. I just read um, – so obviously I just read 7 and 8, and I reviewed 8 last week. Let me just double-check. So it's Simon Spurrier. Okay, so there we go. And this is Cy Spencer. So you can see why I get a little bit confused. Issues 7 and 8 of Simon Spurrier's run with Constantine are like a con contained story. He's basically doing it like in – it's been like three issues that are part of one story. I think two that are part of one, then a one-off, and then this one – the 7 and 8 – were one story together. And I think that is peak Constantine. It is perfect. He's getting people to take action on what's going on in their miserable lives. He's helping them out, but really there's like, there's darker shit involved. Again, he's not being bad. It's just, there's, there's yeah. other things at hand. So I, I, I would say if you, if this, if this isn't enough for you, city of demons, yeah, then I would recommend picking up issues seven and eight, of John Constantine Hellblazer by uh, God, I keep okay. getting it wrong. Simon Spurrier, and you won't like you'll be fine. You can go and pick up the other ones later, or pick up a trade, whatever. Yeah. You won't yeah. be confused at all. Oh, nice! And maybe maybe we could tweet that out after the show, mm -hmm. right? So if people are interested, right, we they 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 could um, uh, they, they know how to you know what those are. And I think uh, one thing that we should mention is sort of um, where can we get these books, right? So I yeah. think you and I, our first choice will always be. You know, go to your local comic book shop. You know, so for right. me, it's Hub Comics, and 
even though I don't live in Somerville, it's in Somerville. That's where I go mm-hmm. uh, because I love those guys. And for you, it would be it's Toy Vault in Dartmouth, and I live you know southeastern Mass, so that's why I'm yeah. down there. Yeah. And so always, always support you know your local comic book shops, and and so that would be the first place I would always go. And at comic book shops, if you go there and and you talk to them, if they don't have it. If they're able to, they will always be more than willing to order it for you, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're they're great with that, and you get the nice, you know, the physical copy, um, and and it was great to have. Um, if you're not near, you know, comic shop, um, you know, there's you know, there's um, you know, Comicsology, which is a great Comicsology is great. Yep. And yep. they always have deals, and you know, and it's not, in, and you don't have to sign up for, uh, you know, like the subscription. But I think it's like four bucks, five bucks a month, or something like that. Yeah, it's you pretty get good discounts. deal. Um, and they have a lot of free stuff on there too, you know, which is great. Um, and then your local library, right? People don't realize. I know Keith has talked about this a few times on Dork Podcast, and uh, and I know my library is great. Uh, uh, they usually have a lot of. Um, trade paperbacks, saga. You know, if I want saga, I can just go yeah. to the library and grab it. So, mm-hmm. um, always check out your local comic shop. But um, um, yeah, but always, always go with that because that, yeah. they they're the best. They're the best. Yeah, they don't always, they don't just have that stuff. I mean, my, I, I know some of them have you know old school records. If you like vinyls and things, yep. and they always have toys and all, yep. all this crap. Which we, I mean, look, I have my I have my Constantine. Uh, this is from the the, the oh, NBC series too. I had him out too. I always try yeah. to have one guy out. But yeah, they all they well, all have kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 Good good shit. So um, uh, with that, Nick. We have we um we wanted to thank everybody who's been oh, helped plug right. this, by the way. Of course, hashtag Dork Shared Gooniverse. Our guy Mitch, who yeah, did we our meant to do that at the beginning of the show and we forgot. Yes. Yeah. Outstanding logo. Outstanding job. Of course, Mitch does a bunch of t shirt designs too over on uh, Etsy. He has his uh, store by your terms. Yep. So make sure you guys go check that out. I actually have a couple shirts from him. I'll be sure to rock I one well. next time. Yep. Yeah, you, I'll, I'll okay. do the same. I'll, I'll, nice. I'll wear. I'll make sure I wear my uh, Mitchy T, uh, Mitchy B shirt as well. And um, so a couple of people I wanted to thank real quick and, and kind of give shout shouts out to. Uh, first, the Bright Side Chat DJ and John. They had me on their show. Uh, you know, well, we recorded last night. It came out today to help promote um, TLDR. It was very mm-hmm. kind of them, very generous of them. Uh, they were big part of, of me getting back into comics listening to their podcast um so you can find them the bright side chat on uh, itunes and uh they do two shows a week and th- those guys are absolutely great and i see freddie's in the chat uh he is of uh indie alley uh, with his partner andrew uh and his son, uh, joey donuts and they, their podcast is great uh because half the show they talk about indie comics and then the other half of the show is indie wrestling and so they've really, um, you know, gotten me into a lot of indie comics that I wouldn't have normally read, you know, on mm-hmm. my own. Um, and then lastly, I want to thank uh, Goo from the Mac and Goo program uh, <laughs> for uh, inviting me into the Dork Shared Gooniverse. Because had he not done that, we wouldn't be sitting here today, right? right. With show. Exactly. So I'm very thankful for, for uh, Dork and Mac and Goo and Change My Mind. And pop culture uh, PCP. Are you sure about PCP yeah. right now? <laughs> uh, real quick, you know. <laughs> real quick. So I know we uh, we were getting comments in the chat and everything. I'm trying to share them as we go along. If you guys ever have questions like Keith does right here, by all means, throw them our way. We'll try and get them towards the end of the show. Not tonight, other than this one. Um, but I have not read this Keith the Wake, but I'm I will look into it and you know, I. I Gladly get report back to you on it. Maybe we'll talk yeah. about it on here. Let yeah. you guys kind of know what's up with that. One last thing that I did want to mention. So I had this guy on on Change My Mind. Um, <laughs> his name's Adam Lawson. 
Okay, and he wrote the eighth. And he, it, you talk about indie comics. This was an yeah. Indiegogo campaign. It ended up being a successful campaign. Oh, I reviewed the first issue. No spoilers. You guys can find that on Geeks Worldwide. Again, that's the eighth. Spelt the eighth is spelt out, not with the number. And uh, he just teased that he's got a new new Indiegogo campaign going on, or that's going to come uh, start in October. I'll tell you what. Right now, I'm already all in on this, and we're going to play the um, the video that he that he the promo video that he made for this. It's called the Kill Journal. And uh, it's a horror story set in the world of revenants and survivors. So I'm going to play that for you guys right now before we get going. And I think there's some audio to it. Oh. That's vicious. This is what I need to see before I go to bed. After one butchered his congregation, St. George claims God called him to hunt the revenants. And he's recruiting survivors to join him. Most won't make it out alive, but at least they're taking a stand. God has his book of life, and St. George has his kill journal. Ooh, yeah. Woo! Yeah. That's the first time I've, I've actually watched yeah. that whole thing. I saw the first image, this, and I'm like, I'm in. I so. like the art. I like the art for sure. I mean, I'm going to not sleep tonight now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, if you guys want to know, know more about that, there's a link in the tweet where, where Adam promoted that, and I tweeted that out. You can see my Twitter handle on here, and of course, you can see Docs. Feel free to d DM us with any questions, anything you would like us to talk about going forward. But uh, until until next time, Doc, stay sexy. Yeah, you too, my friend.